This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. Chris, I really need the geeks. Lots of the geeks. What? Did you just say? <laughs> I'm playing off the gun line. We're gonna need guns. Lots of guns. Except I changed out guns for geeks. It's geek pants. It's the Camcast. It's the awesome 20th anniversary Matrix special. I said that weird. Matrix special. There, without a lisp and drool that time. Much better. <clears throat> I have awesome shades. I have a shirt that's turned inside out because I don't have a plain black shirt, apparently. You weren't going to mention it. I wasn't going to mention it at all. I have no problem mentioning it. Here we it. are. And have... I'm also wearing a full-on black shirt to reference the fact that when you're in the Matrix, mm -hmm. you wear black leather. You wear black leather. We don't have black leather. <laughs> no. Because we have style. It's not even that. It's like, I couldn't imagine getting into leather pants, let alone getting out of leather pants. I don't think I'd be able to get out. I don't think you'd be able to I would just out. get it on, and then it would never come out. I would have yeah, to cut them have off. Yeah, you'd have to cut I'd them off. I'd have to cut yeah, them off. That's, that's a lot of money down the drain. That's just it. Uh, but I would look fantastic with that kind of piece. So, this is the, how many year anniversary? 20th anniversary. Two zero. March, 20th anniversary. March 1999, the Matrix changed the um, world. The Matrix, and yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That is a game changing, mm -hmm. a game changer of a movie. It's un incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like even just immediately after that, I'm fogging up. How it? Oh not, yeah, I'm you not have to. How it? Uh, immediately after, and how it influenced action movies. Um, hugely. What I what I always love about this movie. It's one of my favorite things, and I always like. I don't think I'll ever not reference this is the fact that I watched Dark City First. before I watched The Matrix and uh, for those of you watching our camcasts um, you'll know that Dark City was also directed by the same guy that directed The Crow if you didn't already know that mm -hmm. Mr. Alex Proyas but I watched Dark City first and Dark City has an almost identical plot <laughs> it's close Damn close. You've got uh, you got a guy who's the chosen one, who has powers that nobody else has. Yep. Uh, you have a steampunk world where it's been so long since I've rewatched this movie, but I, I want to say like aliens or some sort of malevolent beings <sighs> are actually physically reshaping the world at the stroke of midnight. So everything stops. Everybody stops. And they physically will move the world around. It's actually very, like, visually, it's very cool. Still very, very cool visually. Yep. I think the only thing that doesn't hold up is when uh, the main character actually uses his powers. That's the only time where the CGI is, like, really, like, uh, a product of its time. Yep. But everything else looks really cool. Very, very cool uh, steampunk aesthetic. Um, and, and the one is the only one that can see them. Like, he, he can't be frozen, and he's an amnesiac, and he's trying to figure everything out. Um, but yeah, ultimately he's the one and he's in a, a fake world, so to speak, right? Yep. So when I first watched The Matrix, I would acknowledge that the fight scenes were amazing because up until that point, we hadn't seen anything like this. Um, in fact, it actually, did it lead to the wire food craze in the Western world or was that Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and then The Matrix? Trying to think of the Crouching Tiger's day. I want to say Crouching Tiger came out a year after Matrix. That's what I was thinking I too. Think it, was, it did. It came out in the year two thousand. Yeah, because I remember thinking like, especially after seeing the the level of wire foo that we saw in the Matrix, and then watching Crouching Tiger, and I remember thinking like, like I watched kung fu movies since I was like, I can't even tell you when I first yeah. started watching kung fu movies. So I was always accustomed to the floating on the the trees and stuff like that. And I still think Crouching Tiger and Dragon is an amazing movie. Mm -hmm. um, but same with, like, Hero, where, like, after you see The Matrix and you see, like, 
incredibly gripping superhero-esque fight scenes with Wire Fu, for them to go from that to lightly, like barely touching the tips of trees or briskly touching the water with no yeah. explanation as to how they could do that. Why couldn't they do that in the Matrix? They're in the Matrix. They're in the Matrix. If you believe, you can do anything in the Matrix. Mm -hmm. So it makes perfect sense. Um, so I, I acknowledge that it is absolutely fantastic fight scenes. Um, and some of the best fight scenes, even to this day, that I've ever seen. I was like, yeah, but the story was ripped off from Dark City. So I was like, I was poo-pooing. I was <laughs> poo-pooing. And I think it was also a bit of the hype machine, right? So yeah. a lot of people were hyping it up. So I was going to be a contrarian and be like, well, well, it's not that great. That's the first movie I ever watched twice in the theater. Yeah, I, I remember you said that. The Matrix. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I'd be, I never saw it in the theater. That's right. I never yeah. watched that one in the theater. But... When Matrix Reloaded came out, I rewatched The Matrix before that, and literally was like, what the fuck were you thinking? Because this annihilates Dark City. All the cool stuff in Dark City is made infinitely better in Matrix. And also, I'm a huge cyberpunk fan. So to see cyberpunk on a big budget live action screen was incredible. That was successful too. Exactly, and it was usually successful. They, they well, like Blade Runner. Blade Runner was a bomb. Blade Runner was a bomb. Two thousand forty nine only happened because it became such a cult sensation. Yeah, and yeah. but that's like that's another like one of those clear cyberpunk type things. But that was a bomb. Akira, another one that's a cyberpunk thing. Akira, yep. Although speaking of which, uh, what Kita Tahiti, Wakiki? Yeah. He, he signed on to fucking direct this, and yeah. they're actually pushing forward hard. Yeah. I can't wait for this now. Like, I'm actually like, okay, like, yeah, make this movie. Make this movie. You know, I still have yet to see Battle Angel. I still have yet to see Battle Angel. Battle Angel's so damn good. Oh, man, I want to see this so, so bad. And I'm actually good. probably going to watch that tonight just because I want to get that out of the way. I've stopped buying movies brand new because I can't afford it anymore, but I pre-ordered Battle Angel immediately. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, actually, I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break from buying movies, too. It's just uh, but, uh, thirty bucks a pot gets pricey. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but again, so like the cyberpunk stuff, and that's probably another reason why I'm a big fan of Jap Japan anime. Mm -hmm. We still say that. I don't know, do we? Do but, we? Uh, right. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. <laughs> but yeah, so when I rewatch the Matrix, now it's not story is not that good. The fights, it's just it's an all around incredible movie. Yeah, all around incredible movie. The only drawback though was while it was a game changer, very much like uh, the Born Identity. You also had really shitty pretenders using bullet time to fucking make their movie special. Yeah. So bullet time was in a lot of things after the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. And even like the slow mo fight scenes. Slow mo fight scenes. I I know that there were slow mo stuff before the Matrix, and there will be slow mo stuff after. Like it's not mm. just. But then when they brought it to the forefront, it almost seemed like. And now it's the same with Bullet Time, which kind of goes hand in hand with it. But it's, yeah, like, if you don't have the money to do Bullet Time properly, don't do it. No, they've really pioneered a brand new way of telling an action movie like that. Well, even when you look at the special features, and I remember, like, that was one of the first movies where I looked at the special features. Yep. Like, actively was like, no, I want to know how they did this. And you see the, there's the one shot where, like, he's dodging them. And so he's, like, in a harness like this. And they've got all these cameras around him. Or no, it's yeah, single shot around him mm -hmm. while he's doing that. And then they replay it in slow motion, so it just looks amazing. But you're like, that's fucking crazy to shoot it like that. Yep. But like a, like I was saying, like superhero stuff, the superhero aspect, the first fight scene with Trinity, you know? And they've got that like, uh, what's that line? Uh, you weren't supposed to come back soon. Or, and she's like, well, I'm ready now. And you just see darkly lit cops bust in and you're like okay this is the real world cops bust in she's in she's the one that stands out because she's in shiny black leather yep hangs up the phone turns around jumps up does that crane thing in the midair yep. and, and then freezes, freezes the camera and it spins around immediately you're like i'm in for a whole totally different experience yeah like the trailers and i don't even really remember much of the trailers Trailers didn't really give anything away at first. It was just that three D green code falling. Yeah, yeah. And then like it would say things like, "Yeah, like I remember you're it was, about to enter the matrix." Yeah, and it, would, it was just know, really like, weird. And then I just remember just like with the second she froze and like kicks the guy into the wall. Yeah, not just kicks the guy, but into the wall. It's like, 
oh fuck. Yeah. And then that fight scene after that was just, holy shit. And then, well, then you see the agent uh, take over one of the cops up top where she it is. It's fucked. like, it just immediately, and it, and it takes it, over. And you're like, whoa. It immediately throws you into this world and you're what just is like, going what on? the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then it just takes off from there. Then she goes into the phone. Yeah, into the phone. <laughs> like into the phone booth. And you're like, what the fuck? Where'd she go? Yeah. Right? Then you find out she was in the Matrix. The Matrix. You find that out later because yeah, we well, introduced after you, Yeah, after but, you meet uh, Thomas Anderson. Yes. Mr. Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Tell me, how will you speak without a mouth? <laughs> yeah. Oh, when you have no mouth. That's right. Um, oh, Hugo Weaving was amazing in that. Actually, everybody. Everyone was amazing. Everybody. Everyone. Everybody. Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Gloria Foster's The Oracle, the whole crew. The whole cast. The whole, the whole cast is absolutely crew. incredible. Um, it's funny, though, like, the people that passed on this movie, though. Like, Will Smith was one of the Will ones. Smith was the top choice for Neil. And yeah. he passed. I remember... Uh, he passed for Wild Wild West. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Hindsight. Yeah. Because he, jo he jokes about that now. Which I like. I like yeah, that he's like, literally like, like, like yeah. So I get the sometimes I, I get well, it right, well, and sometimes I get it wrong. You know, I got it wrong. Like even yeah. like uh, After Earth was another one that he's he's publicly said, yeah, that was, that was a mistake. That was a yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, and I I like that he's affable enough where he can go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you can't win them all. Nope. You know, you certainly can't. But to be fair, he's had way more hits than misses. Oh, big time. Even now, even now. Um, he still has way more hits than misses. Yeah. yeah. There was a time there where every single movie he came out with was over Untouchable. 100 mil. Untouchable. 100 mil hit, 100 yeah. mil hit, 100 but mil hit. Wild Wild West did, it was just bad. It, yeah, I think it made, yeah, it made money. It, it made over 100 mil. It made money, it just was bad. Because he they did. Because the idea was a franchise. Everything after the first Bad Boys was a 100 mil hit. Yeah. So kind of say Men in Black. Yeah. Whole thing, all the way down to I want to say probably I think Pursuit of Happiness was his first one to not make a hundred mil in that ten year run, which is surprising because yeah. that was a really good movie, amazing movie. That came too. I want to say. Oh that no, you know it was seven pounds. I was going to say that's the one. That's pounds. the one. That's because that, even that was really good. But so. even like now you think about it, so like Will Smith and Tom Cruise. Yeah. Those two were you're just like oh, they were untouchable. Fuck, and it was Tom Cruise until he went nuts yeah. <laughs> on the couch. Then people were like, wait a minute. Even in the 90s, Jim Carrey was untouchable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, Every movie made 100 mil. 23, I think. Number 27? Or number 23, I think that was the No, first. he started to, like, do little experiments that uh, Man on the Moon didn't make enough. Cable Guy didn't make enough. That's right. Yeah, no, that's right. But all his actual comedies, Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, yeah. Liar Liar, that was me. Bruce Almighty... All huge new shits. All huge new shits. I still love Liar Liar. Actually, oh, I love. Too. Me too. I love almost all of his movies. I I watch the. Uh, I don't like Number Twenty Seven. I try to like it. I wanted to because I was like, "Hey, it's don't good." Wrong, his performance was good. He's it? great in it. Like, it's just it's, just it's a like, shitty movie. Mm, it's a no. shitty fucking movie. Yeah. Anyway, without getting on too much of a tangent, yeah. so we meet Mister Anderson, Mister Anderson, who is chasing Neo. the white rabbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a he's just a coder at home, and he's, uh, he's a hacker. He's, he's a hacker. A hacker. He's, he's hearing or seeing things online about the Matrix. Like yeah, he's, he's hearing. He's seeing bits of uh, or he's patterns. He's, I he's guess. also hearing of. Uh, I believe he actually, if I remember correctly, Trinity as well. Yep. Um, the Trinity. Yeah, he yeah. knows about Trinity. He knows about Trinity. He knows about Morpheus's existence. He too. knows about Trinity. He knows about Morpheus. He he's been he knows of the Matrix. Yeah. Um, and it was actually kind of interesting to watch that uh, the movie because, like, it's weird because he's doing code like a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's selling code like a drug dealer, and I thought that was a really interesting, cool little take because again, like we were talking about. Uh, uh, at some point, we must have referenced Strange Days in, like, early 90s sci-fi. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. We were talking with James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow. And uh, so this whole, like, 90s sci-fi, which I feel like is... I feel like we're actually kind of... We could be... we could, If movies were different, like the... Not movies. If the industry was different, we could have seen, like, a rise of sci-fi. Yeah. You know? 
Um, and even like cyberpunk. We might still get it. Uh, I hope so, because I've always been a fan of that kind of stuff. But, uh, so like even just with Strange Days, where they had like uh, memory implants and stuff, and they treated it like that was the new drum type of thing. So I thought it was kind of interesting that it's like, hey man, you got the you got the fucking code? Shh, motherfucker, I got the code right here. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I thought yeah. that was really cool. And then, uh, then when he finally meets Trinity, that's when you go, okay, I remember her. So, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. This is going to be crazy, right? <clears throat> and uh, if just from there, like, I just love how you don't know what's going to happen next. You know what I mean? Like, they literally just take you on this ride where even just the fact that the filter is a green filter on it, which I thought was really interesting until they're in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, when they're controlling the Matrix, which I thought was really cool. When they're not in the Matrix, like when, uh, that I thought was cool that they didn't have the, the filter as well. But, like, the early scenes, like when uh, Neo is in the office, and he's... The whole office scene, Marcus is on the phone with him. Yeah. Telling him where to go. Yeah. And like, he duck him, down. Yeah, he gets him outside on that ledge, and he's like, no, I'm done. And yeah. Then, and then they, they take him in. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. like, yeah, John, he's like, no, no. And then they take him. Then they get gross. Yeah, you get that no mouth scene, and then the no mouth scene is disturbing. Yeah, but then you get but that then you get that fucking weird into his belly button, almost organic robot thing that goes in his belly button, and I'm like, ah, I always hate shit like that because it's always just like, Ugh. yeah, because I couldn't imagine anything like that crawling uh, around inside uh, me, like, oh yeah. fuck, fuck, yeah, and then uh, and then from there, that's when it starts to take off because that's when you get the scene where he goes, well, you got two choices, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, they take Thing out in the car, and then uh, Trinity and the crew take him to meet uh, Morpheus. Yep. They had, uh, who, who was on that crew? That crew was uh, Switch. Yep. And Cypher. Yep. With Joe Pantoliano. Awesome. Love Everybody that in this movie is great, yeah. but the casting is phenomenal. Yeah, it's so good. I still, like, I still, to this day, I look at it, and I can't get over uh, the fact that Warner Brothers was like, here you go, guys. It's nuts that they give them that much money. Like that, it's it's essentially a superhero movie, and they it just is. had a huge, like they had Steel Bomb, they had Batman Robin Bomb, like they were gonna stay away from superheroes for a while. Yeah. So the fact that they gave all this money to the Wachowskis, who up to this point only did Bound, that's what I was gonna small say. Small little movie. This small little movie, and they just went, uh, uh, yeah, here's a bajillion dollars. Yeah. Do whatever you want. And they, like it's insane. Wow. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. And, if you think about it, for that amount of money, for them to literally go, do whatever you want, with, I, and I feel like there's like next to no real studio interference. Mm-hmm. I think, like, if anything, it might come down to a couple of things where, like, they're going like, ah, oh, this might not work, and somebody from the studio goes, why don't you try it this way? Yeah, well, they had, the, they had that big producer, I forget his name. Was it Harvey Weinstein? No, it wasn't Harvey Weinstein, but it was another guy that did all of, uh, uh, Joel Silver. Joel Silver did all these action movies and stuff for Warner in, in the 90s, in the early 2000s. Joel Silver. Now, is that the one that wanted a spider and everything? No. No. Joel Silver did, um... Because the one I'm thinking uh, of is the one that, like, Kevin Smith references. Yeah. And he that, did the Wild Wild West That's thing not too. Joel Silver. That's no. another guy, yeah. But that's that is funny. Yeah, fuck oh that story never gets. It's tired. so funny. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, it's Krypton. We need like a spider. Big spider. Uh, okay, all right, we'll do that. Cut forward to ninety. That movie bomb. We don't even make the movie. But Wild Wild West shows up. What do we get? Giant robot spider. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. But anyway, Joel Silver. The name is familiar though, which yeah. is funny because producers I don't really pay too much. I didn't. Pay too I much I mean, attention to I never stopper. really predate. Uh, <clears throat> Paid attention to producers until probably uh, Bruckheimer and Simpson. Yeah. When I saw those yeah. names on all of those yeah, action true. movies, I remember like Bruckheimer was one where I was like, "Oh wow, okay." Yeah, Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson, those guys, it's crazy shit. Um, but yeah, but it, but that's crazy that even like the producer was still just like, "No nah, man, fucking just yeah, you got an ass load of money, do whatever the fuck you want, just make it good." <laughs> yeah, well, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and and yeah, like I mean, the third one gets so much hate, but the first one for everything for everything what it is the story, the the action, the special effects, 
Like, take away the game-changing aspect, and it's amazing. It's still fucking amazing. Okay, here. You ready for Joel Silver? This is how influential this guy was to action movies. The Warriors, 48 Hours, oh. Weird Science, All the Lethal Weapons, Predator, yeah, Die why, Hard. That's why, yeah. Uh, Demolition Man. Ooh. Uh, Assassins. Uh, okay. Fair Game. Assassins, the Wachowskis wrote. So that I guess that's right. That was their. That was. That's their, right. I forgot about that. I remember yeah. uh, that one. I I didn't like as much as I thought I would. Yeah, and then he did Romeo Must Die, Exit Wounds, Swordfish, Exit Wounds, and they started getting more into horror movies like House of Wax and Grey, Trail of Grey. Yeah, he started yeah, to slowly yeah, yeah. fade Swordfish. out, but like he Swordfish, I remember liking he's a hot producer and liking the movie a lot. Swordfish, but Swordfish does not hold up. No, sort of, no, it does not. No. I tried, I wanted to love it. I said for a long time I did love it. I liked it but the was, first I time the, I watched it. I was on this Hugh Jackman high, I was like, oh, Wolverine and John Travolta, yeah. oh my God. And then you and watch it a few years later, and it's kind of the same thing where, like, you look at it and, uh, again, I'm not saying, like, every hacker's got to be, like, the stereotypical nerd hacker. Yeah. But for the level of hacker that that guy was at, would he also be hitting the gym, too? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. He would literally just lift weights, hack, lift weights, hack, lift yep. weights, hack. That's it. Hack my mind, hack oh, my body. And knock a girl up so you can get her pregnant so that you can also lose her in custody because you're a criminal. Because okay. you're a hacker. That's how we roll. Wait, gym, uh, it was the prison gym. That's what it was. Prison, it was a prison yeah, gym. It was a prison gym, yep. Yeah. He was an ugly, nerdy hacker. Then he went to prison, and instead of getting raped, he hit the gym so that way he wouldn't get raped. And then he'd look like Hugh Jackman when he got out. Nice. Well, I mean, hey, if you're going to look like Hugh Jackman, you did it all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Swordfish. But anyway. So that's Joel Silver. Um, yes, great producer. So then we get introduced uh, Neo. Not Neo yet. Still. Yeah. But he meets Morpheus. Well, his his tagline was Neo, wasn't it? Like his hacker name. His hacker name was Neo. That's right. But he went by Tom Sanders. That's right. right. He didn't. Because you don't have a name in the that's right. You have That's your right. hacker name. That whole scene when they wake him up, when he takes the oh, the he's all slimy and no hair's he's gone. In the pod for one, yeah, and all... then like he gets up. So when he wakes up in that, like just that whole gross cyber like dystopian future for yeah. Earth, where you're just like this all those cables fuck. hooked up to his flesh. Like the one that always gets me is when he pulls the one out of his mouth yeah. because <laughs> it's so long. Yeah, it's not like it's. Yeah. And then it's like pulling them all out, so he's like, like fucking gross paste white. He's got the connection in yeah. his back, on his arms, everywhere, and he's just all covered in the gross like pod goo that and keeps you, him alive. You get that epic shot of all the pods and the electricity shooting down. Them. And then the one, uh, the one machine comes up and sees him, and then he falls off, yeah, and it was just like, like flushed down the toilet. Yeah, that's it's just like oh yeah. fuck, like what is happening here. Although I will say that using humans for batteries, like for power, is dumb. Like it's really dumb. Like when you actually look into it, every physicist will tell you it's the stupidest fucking thing. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing. They're robots that could have created batteries that would have done way better. Yeah. They could have made solar batteries. <laughs> but instead they used humans. But anyway, that one thing aside, and that's only if you really look into it. You don't. Yeah. Like that's not one of those ones where you think later, unless you're really smart, which we're not. No. But uh, or at least like visit. Chris, Chris Fedek would. Yeah, Fedek would have been like that Fedek, is Fedek not cool. And you know what? It was kind of nice. We went and watched The Matrix together this year. Yeah. We got re-released at Silver City for the 20th anniversary, and I was like, "Dude, let's go," because we don't really go to movies often together. Oh. But we watched The Matrix in the theater together in '99, so I was like, "We gotta go, man." And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, that was a good time. That was a good time. And actually, after watching it again on the big screen, I was just like, this is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, this it is, is so good. Not only one of the best action movies ever made, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. One of the best movies ever. So good. And but, it, you know what? It's aged well. It doesn't oh, It yeah. doesn't look 20 years old. And the only... There's uh, a couple little spots where it's the a little... building ripple. Yeah, the, the building, building ripple, ripple is the one where it's like... Yeah, with the fire and stuff. That's I. It, for me, that's the only real scene that I was like, "Ooh, that has not held up." Mm -hmm. But other than that, I mean, uh, I don't. Yeah, nothing else. Oh, the the scene where oh he jumps into Agent Smith. 
Oh, yeah. That part. He kind of just... Yeah. Kind of like gets a, a little absorbed. little shifty there. But other than that, it held, holds up really, really well. And I mean, for the, the amount of money that was pumped in that movie, it should hold up. Yeah. What, what's interesting, though, is... Because while they did use a lot of CGI, the fight scenes weren't really that CGI. No. It's in the later movies where they become CGI, but then again, they become more fantastical. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, I mean... The mythology is just ginormous at that point. Like... It's nuts. You got cities underground and... Yeah. Well, they, you got Zion. Yeah. You and know? they show it. And... Yeah, exactly. They show it. You know, like, up until that point, you really just had, uh... Well, uh... Oh, what's the ship's name? It's, uh... Oh, I wrote it down. Nebuchadnezzar. 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 I can never Nebuch pronounce Nebuchadnezzar. it. Nebuchadnezzar. 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 So you see that part, yeah, and then you see the Matrix, and that's really it. That's it. You got the, the Sentinels look awesome. Oh, like during the Sentinel attack on the ship. Seeing that's an awesome. Scene. Yeah, but like the way they did those robots, and even just that dystopian future, I wouldn't be surprised if that's another reason why, uh, with Terminator Salvation, they were like, no, 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 we gotta, we gotta show. We gotta show more. We gotta show more. We, we gotta, gotta actually go to show the future. the future. We gotta stop doing the past. We gotta yeah. get into the future and show. Because like, like I immediately was like, oh man, that's kind of like Terminator. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's yeah. like almost like Skynet, and like, it's kind of similar idea where they just kind of they showed up and yep. you're like, we're taking over. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you find out like it's just that last group of humans that are trying to stop them from actually taking over, and they have to continuously wake people up and give people the choice. But I like that they give them the choice. Like, even just something as simple as saying, yeah. like, well, you know now, so you've got two choices. Can you imagine a movie done by the Wachowskis and James Cameron? Oh, no, I can't. I can't, because I feel like... I feel like everything they've done since has been, like, it's bomb. It's bomb, but I, because uh, they're not... I haven't watched a bad one. Yeah, because yeah, you know what, uh, Jupiter Ascending was not that great, but Speed, no. Speed Racer was, I was awesome. I was gonna say I liked Speed, Speed Racer, Racer was awesome, and Cloud Atlas was awesome. I liked Speed Racer. I did not like Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, I mean that one had problems. I wanted to like it because I liked the concept. Yeah, but I uh, I tried and it was it was bad. It was mm. just bad. Yeah. It wasn't even like there was things I could get past. It was just collectively bad. They put a lot of money. Well, they were looking at it like the Matrix. That's what, I think that's kind of what they're thinking. But then again, they did the same with Cloud Atlas, too. They dumped a ton of money in that yeah. one. Yeah. That one, I think, was just too heavy for modern mainstream audiences. Oh, yeah. It's a thinker. <laughs> yeah, I have yet to watch it just because I know it's one of those ones where i got to be in the mood for it. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to miss it, right? It's insane. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so, like, the second he gets out and then, like, you got so many awesome scenes, like oh, the training with Morpheus. The training with stop Morpheus trying to hit me and hit me. Like with, like the classic, like martial arts dojo. Yeah, and they've got the classic geese, you know, and they're yeah. doing different styles, you know, and it's I, I know kung fu. I know kung fu. All because it's inputted directly into his brain. Yeah. Like oh man, like it's just so crazy. Guns, lots of guns. Yeah. And there were lots of guns. When Tranny had the use of helicopter, she's like, I need to know how to do this. And it's one minute. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Can you now imagine that? Flying a helicopter. Oh, like, That's amazing. That's, that's, that's absolutely awesome that yeah. you can literally have shit dialed directly into your brain. Yeah. And immediately I be able know to how to do this. That's it. That's yeah. all. You know? Like, oh, fuck. Like, and the thought process. The thought process of everything in this movie all makes sense, all ties up. Mm -hmm. You know, like everything, everything with the uh, well, with Cipher, with the shift tank or switch, sorry, switch, mouse, yeah, you got Dozer it. tank, uh, Apoc, and Mouse. Mouse is the one obsessed with uh, that girl in the uh, red dress, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right, yeah, she's a glitch in the matrix, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. even something like that, where they talk about the glitch in the matrix, you're yeah. like, this is fucked, yeah, but the agents, the agents were insane. And I loved how the agents, like, literally, they were like, oh, agents, get the fuck out. Yeah. Get the fuck out. You run. You, you're, Joel, they kill you. You're done. anything. Because you, when you die in the Matrix, you're you done. die in real life. And yeah. I loved that that aspect 
Because, like, you hear it in dreams all the time. You die in dreams, you die in real life. Mm -hmm. Well, it makes perfect sense, right? You're in a dream world. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, your brain would shut down because it thinks it's dead. Yep. So I thought that was really, really cool. But, the like, they did such a good job of making you fucking, like, shit bricks when you saw the, the, the agents. Because then you were like, oh, fuck. But even the way they change. Like, that glitchy, like, eh, yeah. and then also, oh, boom. Yeah. And they all, like, <laughs> I like how they all kind of look the same, but all were a little bit different. Yep. Um, but Agent Smith, obviously, iconic. You oh. can't, oh. you can't have Neo That's why they brought him back Agent for the, the second and the third. Like, even though he dies at the end of this first one, they, they brought him back. I loved that they brought him back for that. Yeah. Oh, me too. Like, fuck. Just I, so great. Like, The Matrix, when I think The Matrix, yeah, you, you immediately think Neo, Trinity, and Morpheus, but you think Agent Smith too. Yeah. Like, the it, four. It is the four. It is the four. The, the supporting cast is all amazing. Yeah. And across all the movies, even the newer characters that they introduce and stuff, all great. All mm -hmm. great. Well casted. I even love the ones where, like, even Jet Li was uh, originally, like, in the running for one of the characters. And he said, no. Save that for a guy that doesn't have my name. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't an arrogance thing. He was literally looking at it at the end of, like, this is the kind of movie where you use it to launch. Yeah. The actor, of course, didn't do much. <laughs> it did not launch. <laughs> did not do much since. Failure to launch. You know, but I, I, I love that he, like, he wasn't like, uh, like Sean Connery, where he famously passes on movies because he doesn't understand the script, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Lord of the Rings, he was like, I, I don't get it, so no no. thanks. Uh, there was another one, too. Um, can't remember the other one, but then he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, how do you get that one? But you know what it was? It was like he didn't understand the script, but he's like, "Well, I pass on those two, so I should probably just do this one." Such a bummer that he retired with that and not Lord of the Rings. If he would have went with Lord of the Rings instead, that would have been a series. I don't think I would have liked it as much. Probably. I can't picture anyone else but Ian McKellen. You know, now, but back then. Uh, even then, I think if I would have known that I would have had Magneto as Gandalf, I'd have been like, that's better. You know that's what? Perfect. I always wanted to make a live-action Thundercats movie with Sean Connery as Hugh Jackman. That's, that's, that's fine. That's actually he fine casting. He would have been an awesome job. Yeah, that's fine casting. I'm okay Not now. That. He's way too old now. Yeah. As far as I know, maybe he doesn't even walk anymore. I, I've seen him recently with a, cane, with a cane or two. Yeah? But anyway... Uh, without getting too sidetracked on the Sean Connery, <laughs> just in general. But you're right, like, or at least I'm right. Like, it's you have to, you can almost in the same breath have to mention Agent Smith. Oh yeah, you can't not. You can't, you know. And you think of everything iconic <clears throat> from this. Agent Smith's tied to like half that stuff. Yeah, exactly. But like, <laughs> there's so much good in this movie. It's not even that long of a movie, but they pack so much into it. Yeah. But it's like... Uh, it's the quickest two hours ever. What I love about it, too, is very much like uh, like The Born Identity and those movies, and movies like that, where they have these big action set pieces. And they, they did this before that was a thing, like before people were saying, no, 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 you have three or four big action set pieces, and then you have like a little bit of story in between. Mm -hmm. But this is what we're working for, and that's how they make movies. It seems like they make movies now where it's like action set piece, action set piece, action set piece. Action set piece, and 100%. then uh, let's do a story in between. Hundred percent. You know, That's what I was talking about on our John Wick episodes was like that Chad Stileski. Yeah, he's focusing on on this and going out. Yeah. Was there this like yeah throw that there? Yeah, exactly. So then, so you watch this movie, and this is action set piece, action set piece, action set piece. But the in between stuff makes the action more important. Yeah, it's not like action set piece story, action set piece, like, it's like yeah. action set piece into the story, into the action. Exactly. Like, so it's like, continuous flow. So when they do the siege on the uh, the building to get Morpheus. God, that seems amazing. It means so much because yeah. while you spent all this time learning about Neo, uh, and you're seeing the world through his eyes, he's your, your uh, entry point into the Matrix, you're learning about Trinity, you're learning about Morpheus. Uh, I'm yeah, you're learning about everything about the world, the Matrix, uh, and what has happened. And then when you get to that point, then you're like, and you've seen fight scenes up to this point. So you're just like, holy fuck! So now, when you've got like, and like Morpheus is pummeled by the agents, like they beat the fuck out of him. Mm -hmm. But I love that scene, not only just for the fight scenes, for the and the impact. Uh, actually, I'll go in order. So you get all these awesome fight scenes leading up to trying to get him out of there. But then you've got, like, 
Smith changing, and we don't think about it at that point, but he starts going like, he says like, I hate yeah, he the takes way out the earpiece. Smell. He takes the earpiece I out. I hate the way you taste it. He takes yeah. some of the sweat and licks it. I hate the way you look. Yeah. I hate the way you smell. I hate the way you taste. And you're going, you can't, you don't understand. Like, how is this even possible that yeah. you're saying these things? You shouldn't. You shouldn't. But he's already changing because of Neo. You know? And it's like, holy shit. And then it's that fucking helicopter scene. And then they get him out. Again, and that's when Marcus realizes that he's the one. And seriously, I got chills at the theater again. Oh. I, was just, I got chills. I'm like, he's the one. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. he always believed he was the one. And it was all about having Neo make him doubt. He doesn't waver at all. But then when he he's he knows he's right, like, he feels it. But when he sees that he's right, it's like, oh, yeah. And I mean, like, like even that scene, it's like brutally realistic like they're punching in the walls and stuff like oh, that yeah. like oh man and, and when when Morpheus, climb Morpheus comes out it's, it, it, oh, it's, it's hard hitting it's, it's hard hitting it's and you also feel really like, violent and you're like he's gonna die like if they don't yeah. say him, he's gonna die and he knows it and he doesn't care because he wants neo to neo get must out. live that's all that matters that's the whole point so when neo's like well our trinity's actually saying like we gotta save him and he's like okay all right let's do it and then when they save him and even though I said like the building ripple doesn't hold up, it's still fucking amazing. Still, it's still it fucking is, amazing, oh. and it's only because it's dated technology. I'm st- I'm not like ah, I'm like oh oh yeah, it's so incredibly awesome. But uh, man, like and like I said, like everything has a, a purpose and everything has meaning. There's weight behind everything up to that point, mm-hmm. and then there's weight after that point because again, like the whole purpose is. Neo's gotta live at all costs. So when at the point where now Smith is off the rails, he's not a part of them anymore. He's yeah. off the rails, yeah. and all he wants to do is kill them. It's not his mission because he's an agent and he's like a, a protocol to keep the checks and balances in place. It's his own personal goal. He wants to finish it, and it leads to one of the greatest fight scenes of all time. Because you've got the whole thing with the agents, you've got the twist with Agent Smith, who's getting worse, right? And then you've got, like, the whole, even still, they're like, you gotta get out of there. You can't fight him. You can't. And they actually repeatedly have him getting beat by Agent Smith, and they're like, like, he's in the the actual uh, ship on the chair, and like, yeah, he's doing this, and they're like, he's like, his vitals are crazy. And, like, in the theater, like, when you're watching it, I had to watch the theater, but when I'm watching it, even now, I'm still just like, oh, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I know he's going to win. I know he's going to get up. I know he's going to, like, dust all that, like, shake the dust off with mm-hmm. his martial arts moves. I know all of that, but I'm still just like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. And then when he starts kicking the fuck out of Agent Smith, and I like how they temper it. It's not like he immediately starts hammering it. It's just like, boom, boom. But boom, he starts, boom. and then and then starts to speed up. I feel like it's one of those. Uh, it's remember when you watch uh, a really good wrestling match. Yeah. Okay, you know it's fake. You know everything about it is fake. Okay, sure. Like when they hit and stuff like that, like they land on the mats and stuff. That that aspect's real. Yeah. You know it's predetermined. But when you forget all of that, and it just builds to this huge crescendo, and then you finish that match, you're like. Holy fuck, that's how this fight scene is. Because it starts off, he's getting beat. He's getting beat, but he's not giving up. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then he's getting beat. Starts to get a little bit ahead. Gets beat a little bit harder, a little bit ahead. Then finally he starts tipping the balances until the point where he just stops all the bullets. Mm-hmm. It's over at that point. You're yeah. Just like, yeah, and then meanwhile on the ship, the, the board lights up just... Yeah, and and then they're all finally they're all like because Morpheus doing a lot, but everyone else everyone else is like, like he is the one he is the one yeah and that and it's so but fucking like cool. he's dead like on the ship he's dead yeah and, he's and dead Trini talks into his ear yeah brings yeah. him back brings him back which yeah. is amazing which I love I yeah. absolutely love that and I also really love that their relationship is very organic oh yeah it's you have a feeling that they're gonna hook up but it doesn't feel forced no. By the end of that movie, you're like, all right. 
So then in the second one, when they're more established, it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, like it's great, but yeah, yeah, he does. I forgot, like he does die, but yeah. he gets up and shakes, shakes off the off. dust. Yeah, that's incredible. And scene. Smith runs to him, and then he's just and just or like, no, first he's just dodging everything. Yeah, Smith he's just kind of like oof, oof, and like oh yeah, Smith is now throwing like we see in through uh, Neil, we're seeing Smith slowed down, so we're seeing like he's like throwing like it almost seems like multiple. Punches. Yeah, and then you can see the look on Smith's face. Smith, like Smith is freaking out. Yeah. And then he just starts kind of like, okay. And then when he jumps into him, and you think, oh, fuck, it's over. And then he just takes over, and then just (sighs) bursts and all the light. And then the other two agents just look at each other, and then they run. (laughs) Which is awesome, too, because you're like, I've never seen that happen. But I I also like how the the screen expands. Yeah. And then then shrinks when he exhales. Absolutely. And I was like, man, that's such a nice touch. Like, that's a visionary touch right there. And I don't think I've ever seen it since. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, granted, it would ha- take a certain type of movie for that, but the fact, that even to this day, I'm still just like, if they didn't have that scene, it'd still be great. But yeah. just the fact that the whole thing expands, and then as he exhales, gets out, I was like, oh, man, that is so cool. And then, of course, you know, that's it. It's over. And what I love about that movie, too, is it could have ended right there, mm-hmm. and that'd be that. And it was awesome. Like, he talks... Does his little speech in the phone booth and then yep. flies off like friggin' Superman to rage against the machine playing. It's just like, it's so badass. <laughs> but it could very well have ended right there. It could have. And you would have been like, okay, that mm-hmm. was fucking awesome. You know? The sequel happens and you weren't like, yeah, I don't understand. I this. was excited for the sequel. I mean, it, it was like Warner. I mean, Matrix <laughs> made them a ton of money. And obviously, oh, an obscene amount of money. Wachowskis, they built such an incredible world that I'm sure they had all kinds of notes and papers and stuff that could get moved over. Don't get sequels. me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying, like, that's a movie that they didn't necessarily have to do a franchise of. Oh, God. But I am so glad that they did. Yeah. I am so, so glad I know a lot of people read on the sequels. So I love them, though. Yeah. A whole, it, it's one big story, and I love it. The, uh, what is it? Uh, it's Reloaded and Revolutions. Yep. Reloaded and is... they released in the same year. Yeah, six months apart. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah, because Kill Bill did the... No, they were one year apart. They were a year apart. Yeah, but yeah. still, even just the fact they did that. But, like, I love the second one. Yeah. I really love the second one. I don't love the third one as much. Like, I, for me, it's the first two. They're, like, neck and neck. Mm-hmm. And the third one is a little bit below. Uh, but still, like, I... <sighs> It's when they when they get the architect, the architect in the second one really like I was like ah yeah that really just slows the movie down. That's exactly it. Cause it's like it's, you're watching because like, oh, you're cool. here, you're here, you're here, and then he gets into the room with the architect, and then you're just like all because, the way because down. It, it's it's completely quiet. There's no music. It's just him talking for feels like at least 10 minutes. It feels I'm like sure it's forever. less than that. But it just, feels like forever. Plus, like, wow. he's like, it's very like, it's very wordy and it's very intentionally like, uh, patronizingly wordy. Yeah. So that like, you're forced to just kind of be like, wait, what the fuck are you saying? And then ultimately the whole point is like, well, I mean, you're not the first one. Yeah. We've been doing this constantly. It, Nothing you do matters. It's always going to be the same, you know? And when it leads into the third one, yeah, I don't understand why the third one got so much hate. The only thing that I really don't like about the third one the most, uh, or sorry, I don't like the Zion rave scene in the second one. Oh, yeah, that's another that, scene that goes on for a yeah, while. Like, yeah, like, way longer than it should, yeah. you know? Um, and then, uh, I actually, believe it or not, I found the, when they jump back and forth, so when they're in Zion, and they're fighting off the robots... Uh, I felt like that one, it almost took me out of the movie. Mm. You know what I mean? It's visually amazing. Oh, it looks God, absolutely yeah. cool. Insane. The story beats are awesome. Like, I love the characters and stuff, but I'm still just, I, I almost, like, I prefer Matrix stuff. I would yeah. rather be in the Matrix watching that aspect than anything else. Same here. Right? I'm, I'm fine when they're on the ship, doing their thing on the ship. Yeah. And it was cool to see, you know, the city once. Yes. Establish that then it's it goes, there. it goes on too long, and... Yeah, like, I, I like that they established that Zion's the last place for humans. Uh, and that's the refugee for all the ones that wake up. I yeah. love that. But I agree. Like, uh, they spend too much time there in the third. And I don't, like, I mean, I don't hate any of the characters, but I don't care enough about them. 
I only care, I really only care about the main ones that I've been watching the last two movies. Yeah. You know, and I want to see Neo finish it. Like, actually do it. And the only thing, the other thing I, I just like a little bit is that while he does do it, it resets anyway. It just resets a little bit differently. So I was kind of like, I can see why people hate that aspect, because it's not necessarily a definitive ending. It's just, for now, the agreement is they're going to leave Zion alone. You know what I mean? And then they're going to do their own thing while they're going to do their thing. And I was like, that's almost too easy. But either way, like, to, to, if you would have said, hey, Chris, like, after this movie, you're going to see, like, all this crazy shit. I would have been like, oh, no, no, no. Even though it's dumb because the, uh, the template that they set with just this movie lends itself to all this crazy off-the-wall shit. Oh, yeah. When he's flying around as Superman in the second movie, it is amazing. And you're like, why haven't we seen anything like this now? And, mm -hmm. you know, Superman Returns. Kind of. <laughs> they kind of, uh, but it's weird because that movie came out after. Superman Returns happened thanks to the success of, I mean, Batman Begins came out a, a year before, but I think it's more so Matrix. It's part and parcel. Batman. It's part and parcel because. I, Batman Begins happened because of Matrix. I think. No. I, th I think Warner Bros., once they saw that there's money in the superhero game again. Oh, I get, yeah, in that aspect, but it, okay, I, I can, I'll, I'll see that now also form identity. Okay, yeah. They've, they've said plenty of times that, like, that the fighting style is part of the reason. For, for Batman, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Casino Royale and Batman Begins, Casino Royale came out after Batman Begins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because like Casino Royale is November directly right? linked yeah. to Batman Begins. They're like, oh, they're rebooting it? Why don't we reboot it? Mm -hmm. Let's make it a little bit more gritty. Let's borrow some Bond stuff. Because you can see some some of that, well, the shaky cam fight stuff. Is yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I don't yeah. mean like beat for beat, yeah. but the no, fight no, stuff. No, there's yeah, definitely, for sure. yeah, for sure. Um, this is another movie. This is actually a movie where I hope they never remake it. Or if they remake it, make it a rebootquel. That's what's going to happen. They have to. Sounds like right now Wachowskis are working on a new one that would have Michael B. Jordan. Okay. All right. I, but I guess the way they end it, it lends itself yeah. to like a rebootquel. Yeah. Which makes I sense. I would actually, honestly, I kind of, I would kind of dig a prequel showing Morpheus getting into the movie. Yeah, actually, and if if we're talking like Michael B. Jordan, As, like, that's Morpheus. I'd be cool with that. I actually, I think I'd be okay with that too, but I don't, I don't want it to be a three movie. No, I want it to be a one and a done. Yeah. Like, tell the story. If they're going to keep going after these, I, you've got to bring back one. I feel like, I, I feel like. I'm going to actually say no. No. And the reason why is because he is going to overshadow. It's going to take away. It's like. Jurassic World. If we had uh, <clears throat> Ian Malcolm in Jurassic World, it would have been too distracting. It wouldn't have allowed that movie to stand on its own. Right, right. Okay. And that's why they brought him in a little in the next one. That's right. And that's now right. apparently the third's going full bore with all three of them. They have to. They have to. Samuel Lorden and Jeff Goldblum. They got critically mauled. And also, and for good reason, because Jurassic World 2... Fallen Kingdom is not that good. It's not good. And you know what? All the advertising for that, they were really showing Jeff Goldblum, which excited all the old fans. And when they watched it, and all they got was like a courtroom scene. Yeah. They're like, wait, that's it? Exactly. I was expecting to be And this. also, he didn't really look like Ian Malcolm. No. He just kind of looked like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And I know that like, original Ian Malcolm is just Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And most of Jeff Goldblum's roles are just Jeff Goldblum reading lines. Yeah. And that's okay, but try to make them look a little bit more like... This was Goldblum version 4.0. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. He's like a million years old and he doesn't look... No, he's... Age is phenomenal. Yeah. But he's also like, uh... Like David Bowie, where he's kind of looked the same for his entire life, and it's only until he got towards the end that he really started to look old. Yeah. You know? It's like... Like, even in uh, Ragnarok, I was like, fuck, I can't get over how good he looks. Honestly, if he were to dye his hair dark again, he'd probably 
Wouldn't look much different. It's Wouldn't the gray. It's the gray that's really just. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like oh, man, Goldblum's game. But uh, uh, cool. Yeah, a rebootable for sure. And if they if they've got something in the in the books with Michael B. Jordan, then fucking rights do mm-hmm. it. You know. Uh, but yeah, like I said, like uh, unless you have a counter argument to the Keanu Reeves, I just feel like maybe not the first movie. Maybe in the second movie, possibly. It'd be hard. It'd be really hard. But especially you would need because... Lawrence Fishburne. One of the originals would have to be there. But I don't think he could do Jurassic World style with Andrew. But the other thing too, though, is uh, is like I mean, if we're talking Keanu Reeves, though, it's not going to be Neo, like our Neo. It's going to be a different Neo. Yeah, it'd be Neo reborn or whatever. Or whatever, because it's a loop, right? Like they're it's constantly relooping. But the other thing too is. If the agreement is in place... Or they could have him as the new architect. Oh, God. If the agreement is in place... Yeah, don't, don't ever say that again. <laughs> there's no need for Neo. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like the whole point of Neo was to constantly uh, become the one and then get to that point where he's yeah. going to do it and then he doesn't. And this is the only time that he does do it. But the only reason why he does do it is because he's like, no, 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 put me back in and I'll kill Smith. Because Smith was the aberration at this point. Yeah. There was always a Neo, yeah. but they never had an agent that did this. So that was the only time, right? So because Neo beat the agent Smith the first time, fucked everything up. So they were like, yeah, okay, fine. We'll let you in. You'll get rid of Smith. We'll leave you, uh, everyone in Zion, the fuck alone. So is there a point to Neo being creative? Well, I'm sure the Wachowskis could figure out a way. If he's the architect, I will probably kill you. Can you imagine that? Like, Michael B. Jordan goes through all this stuff and he gets the architect. It's just like... It's literally it's, John Wick, but all white. It's, yeah, it's an all-white white John White suit, white beard, white hair. I just, oh, speaking of Keanu, uh, because apparently we cannot stand up about him. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the shot of him in uh, Bill and Ted 3. It's so weird to see him with no beard. Michelle said that, and I said, no, it doesn't look that weird. And then I saw it, and I was like, no, it actually does look weird. I'm just so used to seeing him with a beard now. You know, it's... It's because he's also got the long hair. Yeah. You know? But I guess because the Wild Stallion said long hair, you know, why would I don't know why they wouldn't keep the beard, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I it's feel just, like the beard... It has been a long time since I've seen him without a beard that it's just kind of like, it's, huh. it's strange, right? Because ever since he came back before he's in Ronan, he's had a beard. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. He's had a long hair. That was another... Uh, that was an underrated one. Yeah. It wasn't amazing by no. any means, but no. it was good. It was, it was a lot good. better than I thought it was going to be, yeah. considering it was like... Savage by the critics. It bombed too. It bombed horribly. It did. It did. So, uh, yeah, so in retrospect, Chris was dumb <laughs> because he thought Dark City was a better movie. Dark City's fucking amazing. It's a great if movie. If you haven't seen Dark City, watch Dark yes, City. Yes, definitely. Definitely see it. If you're a fan Try of Try your Pump, best to watch not it. compare it to The Matrix. Otherwise, you won't enjoy it as much. Yeah, or go into it with an open mind, knowing that it's going to be very similar, but go into it with an open mind, because, uh, I mean, the director is, is fucking amazing. And if you if you haven't seen The Crow, then what I would suggest is watch The Crow first. Yes. Then watch Dark City, uh, because, like, very, very amazing gothic steampunk vision this director has. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of his stuff, you know, pick and choose. But uh, yep. those are the two that I would say watch because, yeah, that yeah they're both visually amazing, both really good movies. Uh, it's just that The Matrix eclipses it in every spectrum, every aspect. Easily. Yeah. Easily. And also, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It's one of those where, like, I think about it and I go, like, if I was told I had X amount of time to live, like, I, I'd want to know. I'd want to know that I had, say, six months to live so that I could go, all right, okay. I'm going to spend the next six months of my life watching movies. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I yeah. want to be able to, like, watch every single one of my favorite movies at least once before I die so I can go, all right, come and get me. Mm-hmm. Wherever I got to go, I'm going because I watched all those movies. I kiss my wife goodbye, my kids or whatever. Uh, that's it. I'm out. Yeah. Fuck it. You know? Because <laughs> if I get to a point where they're like, you know, Chris, like, I think you're going to die, and I'm, like, halfway through, I'll be like, Nope, keep me alive, because yeah. I've still got a bunch of movies to go through. Keep it going. You know? Keep it going. We haven't even watched The Babadook. Come on, I'm not dying yet. <laughs> Babadook. What was his last Duke. word? Duke. 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 
Oh, Baba Duke. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, like almost dying, and then Michelle goes, "I haven't watched this movie yet," and I'll go, "All right, put it on. Yeah. Put it on." Baba Duke. No, I probably wouldn't say that. It would probably be something like. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched this movie. Can you imagine? You, she might just be like... The last thing she says, you've never watched this one. You haven't watched Ghostbusters yet. The uh, original or the remake? Yeah. The original. Uh, All right, let's put it on. I feel alive. I've got another hour and a half in me. <laughs> like, and this is how I know I got older, because before I was like, if I found out that I was going to die, like I had X amount of time to live, I would just fucking get annihilated. Like, I would just be in a, like, a drunken, drugged up fucking haze where that's it. Like, I wouldn't even try to live. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even try to live. Where now I'm like, yeah, I would just watch all those movies. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch all those movies, you know. And then, of course, the joke's on me. And I, then there is heaven. Yeah. And I actually got in. Yeah. And he's like, hey, guess what? You can watch movies for the rest of eternity. I'd be like, oh. I could have went on a well, vac- shit. I could have went on a vacation. I could have went on a fucking drug-induced yeah. bender. <laughs> just be annihilated for six months straight. Oh, wait a minute. You thought about that? You're going down. Instead, oh. I watched all these movies, and yeah, I'll go to limbo for a bit just for that thought, but I'll be back and we'll watch movies the rest of my life. Hey, God, you ever watched Duke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the Babadook, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course I watched that. I God, I've literally watched every mm-hmm. single movie. You want to watch Bollywood movies? And I'll be like, I, I don't want to watch no. Bollywood movies. But thanks for the suggestion, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Can we turn on Waterboy? Because Waterboy was an example of a movie that I didn't like the first time I watched it. Yeah. Loved it ever since. Hilarious how that worked. Oh, Talladega Nights. That was another one. I I enjoyed that review. That was one that I watched and I went, "Eh," and then I watched it again. I was like, you're dumb because it's fucking hilarious. It's it's so fun. It's absolutely hilarious. So there's been a few movies where I've, upon repeat viewings, I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, I don't know where your head is. Fight Club? Fight Club for me, I loved right away. You did. You did not. Mine. That's one of yours. That's one of mine yeah. right there. I and I remember. Uh, you know, it's another one that I always, uh, I've always enjoyed, but I always find it funny because, like, because you mentioned Fight Club, because Fight Club was one of those movies where people were like, "Oh, you haven't seen Fight Club? You're gonna want to watch it a couple of times because you're not gonna understand." And I remember like, "Oh, okay, watched it once." I was like, "Yeah, I get it." Mm-hmm. Twelve Monkeys, another one. Twelve Monkeys. They were like, "No, you're gonna have to watch it a bunch of times because you're not gonna understand it." Watched it, and I got it. I was like. It's not that hard. Yeah. You know, it was him, and he caused everything, and then he died, and his younger version of him saw that, and the loop is, it's not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Not saying I'm really smart, because Primer, Primer was a hard one to watch the first time around. I actually had to watch, that one I had to watch twice, not because I didn't understand it, but because I didn't see... Have you seen Primer? I have not. Oh, okay, then I'm not going to say anymore. But I know which one you're talking about. Primer is the best, the smartest, uh, and best written time travel movie I've ever seen. Right. Yeah. The reason why it's heavy is because they're it's written by engineers. Oh. So they're using engineer speak. They're not dumbing it down. And they don't, like, they don't have a character come in and go... So, like, blah, 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 easier words to understand, explain time travel. They, they don't do any of that. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so good. But that one, like, uh, without well, spoiling too much. I believe you, like, your, you take your time travel seriously, so. Uh, but that one, like, without spoiling too much, I had to watch it, uh, actually three times to actually map out everything. And I had, like, a... Like a little Wikipedia type thing where yeah. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, mm. yes, I'm with you. I'm with ah, you. You, so, on the other hand, I don't like Yeah, so, yeah, you have to watch Primer. Okay. You absolutely have to watch Primer. Primer. You, if you haven't seen Primer, you have to watch Primer. Uh, also, you have to uh, you have to watch all of our Geek Pink camcasts. All of them. Every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, you also, you absolutely have to like them. Mm-hmm. You have to share them. Yep. You have to get the notification on every single thing that we do because we're doing cool stuff all the time, guys. All, all the time. time. You want to yep. take it home, Ken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the zone. I'm in the cool shades. 
You want to take it home, Ken? Yeah, let's do it. All right. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can hear us on SoundCloud and iTunes if it still exists when this goes live. Because <laughs> you never know. You never know. You never know. Yep. This is the Geek Pants Camcast. I'm Ken. That's Chris. You stay classy, San Diego. And thanks for stopping by. You got it. Hey. That was good. I like it. Hey. I was almost going to continue to do it, it but shade. I was like, you know what? No. No, you got it. It so. was shades. You know what? I would have remembered if I wasn't editing John Wick last night and you gave me shit on there. <laughs> yep. Yep, so, I sure did. So, yeah. Fresh in the memory bank. These pancakes are delicious.